0: welcome back to unknown and talented my name is jalon abrams and today i have a fashion designer author motivational speaker his name is truly truly what's up man how you doing today
1: truly what's good bro
0: man chilling man chilling we met about a couple months back At um, an event, you know, and then you pretty much had the opportunity to talk to Dave Shands, who was running the event, and he was able to talk about your fashion design, I mean, your your fashion design, your fashion designing, and you had like a pretty cool jacket on, so I was like, yo, the minute I saw you, I was like, yo, he's sticking out, so I was like, I want to make sure to get him on my podcast.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, man.
0: So um, what I want to do first Since you are a fashion designer I want to have a little bit of fun So I don't want to get right into the questions for you About your personal life I have a, like a this or that kind of thing So okay. I'm not a fashion designer Into fashion at all So if these questions aren't great It's okay but I'm going to try Alright Alright All right. So the first uh, question Would you rather wear fitted clothes or oversized clothes? Uh, fitted Fitted okay uh, uh, Nike or Adidas?
1: Eh uh, Nike
0: nike okay summer fashion or winter fashion
1: oh that's a good one you know what bro i gotta keep against it bro uh winter all winter? day
0: okay perfect all right uh would you rather wear all black or all white all black all black okay got it uh fair god or off-white
1: um i don't know if there's an answer but i'd probably say neither
0: neither okay okay that's fine <laughs> that's fine to be like now, I, I, I,
1: re- I respect bro i respect both brands but yeah all my friends know i don't wear number truly that's
0: it okay well excuse me all right uh well you are in luxury so i kind of want to i want to see what you think about which one is better now you wearing which one is better louis vuitton or gucci
1: okay um you know because i got a gucci ring right now i'm gonna say gucci
0: gucci okay All right, and this one is a little short. Short uh, answer: What is your best? What do you think is the best era of uh, fashion? Best era? Yeah, yeah, the best era of fashion. Yeah.
1: Um, the best era, based on what I like. Yeah, but I I, I say this: I probably say the past ten years, because the past ten years I've been doing fashion, so I probably say the past ten years. Okay. With respect to other genres, I feel. The past 10 years have been dope because I've been able to be hands on. But honestly, I would say the best 10 years of fashion have yet to be come about because I'm just not doing my thing. Mm-hmm. But if I, could, if I could really be literal with the answer, I'd probably say the past 10 years.
0: Okay. I like I respect it. I respect it. All right, me, I would say 90s because I think all of them colors and people just being so free I mean, free no, with you know it. what?
1: So, you know what? To, to be valid, to be valid, to be yeah. valid, in reality, it would have to be the first 10 years of my life. Okay. And I say that because, with the '90s, eight, late '80s, like that shaped how I view fashion. Okay. So right, wh- that's only it's only right. First okay. ten. That so that be from '89 to '99. '89 to
0: '99. Okay, so let's talk about you then. You you are truly truly you are into fashion. Who 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 are you? Tell everybody what truly truly means that name, and also um who you are and what you do.
1: Yeah, so um, I go bit by bit because I can be long winded at times. Um, So. uh, Who am I? What am I? My my thing is this. Who am I? I am someone that loves to self-express or I am the epitome of self-expression, like take away, take away what I love to do, take away what I do for money, take away what brings me joy, what makes me happy at my core. I am great at self-expressing and that is the epicenter or heartbeat of all of my moves. Um, truly, truly is a, um, how can I put it, an, an evolution of identity. Uh, so long story short, my name, Matthias, right, is my birth name. And it's taken from uh, the book of Acts, chapter one, verse 23, where in this Scope of history, there are 12 disciples, and then one kills itself, and then it cast lots, and the lot falls on Matthias. Now, funny enough, uh, I think it's pretty cool. My name was chosen out of a hat, and the name means chosen. Right? Wow. So you have that. Then you have this notion that I didn't have a nickname. So it's like everybody's cool. Matthew has Matt, you know, Thomas has Tom, Robert has Bob. All these things are like social, socially. Ingrained in society, but for me, you kind of got to say my whole name. So, prior to uh, college, no, actually, prior to college, prior to graduating college, was this evolution of of what people would call me. So, in college, um, I was classified by my city of origin. They called me ATL, right? Mm -hmm. And then I started selling clothes, um, some kind of way, some kind of crazy way. Basically, I started selling clothes because of this. I'd be short we go to the mall and spend money. I didn't have a lot of money, so I would spend money on clothes and never wear them. And then when I realized we were all wearing the same outfits, I said, man, let me do something different. So I went to a local print shop, had an idea or two. They pissed me off. I knew somebody on the inside. He gave me one word for, like, the material, and I did everything else myself, mm. just figuring it out, crazy process. From doing designs by hand uh, for myself to my community getting mad at me because I didn't make any designs for them. I didn't think it was a good idea. I just did it for me. And then it snowballed into the clothing brand. So now I'm at the secretary of state office trying to figure out what to name the brand. And so I asked somebody I don't know, say, hey, man, should I name my brand Just Clothes? Right? Or should I name my brand uh, Truly? Because I heard it, you know, from my peers. So it's Truly. And now I'm on campus selling these Truly clothes. So now I'm ATL selling these Truly clothes. But to a stranger, I'm the boy selling Truly. And he became that Truly boy, right? Then yeah. I said, you know what? Okay, Beth, my, my name is Trugan now. I'm just running with it. You know what I'm saying? Then I put out a royalty collection. My mom is an educator. My grandfather's a pastor, which is why I ended up being a coach. But in short, I love learning. And so when I discovered a black emperor lived once upon a time, I think his name is Septim- Septimus Severus, Maximus Septimus Severus, some, some kind of name like that. I said, man, I want to be. I want to stand out. I want to create clothing for the individual because I like to self express. Right? I put a V instead of a, instead of a U. That's why you have Matthias Truly. Right? Um, it sets me apart. Makes the hashtag easy. And you know, my 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 father is, is a Vietnam veteran, and by the age of twenty three, he saw the whole world. So I said, I'm gonna do the same thing, but I use the United States Post Office. <laughs> so. I went international at 23. Now, to tie it all into who, am, who, who I am, when I would go on these trips as an educated individual in the challenge program, my mom would write my name and all my stuff. And before I went to sleep, I would always wear my favorite outfit. Mm. And because I didn't have the best shoes and outfits, I wore a uniform. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Well now, I'm a clothing designer, putting my name on clothes, wearing my favorite outfits, and creating staples and luxury outerwear, that's a niche. And so the evolution from streetwear t- for 10 years to luxury for nine months is an evolution of what I've gone through, what I've been exposed to, where I feel my brand should be, and then the pain and suffering that I endured by not having a mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, so it went from Truly a lifestyle clothing brand, Truly uh luxury streetwear, right? Uh, clothes by Truly, designs by Truly, whatever, to fashion house because... When I study these larger brands, they start off as fashion houses. And for some of the brands that we know, they're up under these fashion houses and they aren't self-standing. So my 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 push is uh is that. Did I answer the questions?
0: No, no, you didn't basically it was introduced to you. That's that's perfect. That was perfect. Um but okay. I, but, but I have a question though. So you said you started off with going to these stores and not finding what you wanted, so you made your own. It was it had to be somewhere when you was a child that you like you were creative. Was it something else that you did prior to that as a child? Because like for me, for example, I was making beats, but before then, I was like always break up toys and like put them back together. So I knew that yeah. I was always like going to be like behind the scenes, like even the podcast editing the podcast. What is something that you did as a child that said that kind of set you up for being a fashion designer?
1: Yeah, man. So the first thing before I say anything else is my my childhood, my exposure, my environment it put a seed in me of this do-it-yourself kind of vibe um, or find the void. And I think that's partially true because of my parents and my aunties and uncles that had their own businesses, even my grandparents. My grandmother was a real estate uh, uh, person. Uh, So anyway, in my youth, you got Legos, Connects, you got taking the clock apart, putting it back together. You got CAD software on the computer, uh, 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 floppy disks. You got Recording beats on tape, recorders, um, playing the drums, playing the oboe, uh, playing piano, trying trumpet. You got these challenge programs, drive, traveling to different parts of Georgia, uh, reading the Bible, um, meeting other people from other cultures, mm-hmm. right? Finishing my homework and classwork before my other classmates and then helping them do their homework in kindergarten. You know what I'm saying? Um, I have this just, this layering of experiences in a small amount of time that really, I, I guess diamond pressed me into what I am now, if you will. Um, some things that stick out though. Uh, my mom fostering my creativity, playing the drums at a young age and being somewhat in the spotlight where I'm used to people looking at me. So I'm not really critical of the attention. I'm a little more comfortable, mm-hmm. right? Uh, still being shy and coming out of that, which is why I branched off into, you know, what I am now. But in terms of things that that move the needle, uh, I would definitely say creativity being fostered, multiple instruments, um, my mom fostering my creativity and rearing me with books. Uh, all those people in my family being entrepreneurs, that has a part to do with it. Uh, yeah.
0: Okay. And you said something that I kind of would never have expected. You said you were shy when you were younger, um, and it relates yeah. to it relates to me because it's just kind of funny how you were shy, but like when I saw you at the event, you stuck out. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. you you you're the man of self expression. So how did you get over being shy to being who you are now?
1: You know, bro, the biggest thing for me, dog, that I love about my position in the space and what I what I provide for people is clarity to the madness and that being, I operate from a sense of urgency, bro. Like, you know, in my youth, uh, we call it friend zoning now, but back then it was like, you was just, you know, you was cool. You weren't cast out, you was cool. Meaning my my peers would have to find girlfriends and I wouldn't have none, right? Or if a chick liked me, I'm sorry, if, a, if, if I liked the chick rather, you know, I would just, I was a brother type of, type of person cause we went through every grade together, mm-hmm. so I had to go to different schools to to, to politic or take interest in someone else, uh, but not for my original school. So in so many in so many words, like in the beginning, and, and just I remember vividly liking chicks and 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 not not uh, feeling comfortable speaking to them, right? And it's just a snowball effect, bro. I mean, t- to be honest. Product or service is what brought me out of that. And so I speak to um, these challenge programs and uh, like a, a summer school for, for gifted students type stuff. So, Atlanta, we had uh, Morris Brown College. I think I just started to back up, but Morris Brown College is a staple in Atlanta, right? And we did Summer at the Learning Tree, right? And um, up, that was like old, 2001, maybe, right before middle school. Okay. And up until that point, I had been shy, right? Um, it's probably be K through five. So the chick I had a crush on, um, I finally, you know, com- you know, communicated to her. But the funny part about it is this. First time I kissed a girl was in kindergarten. Now, here's the crazy part. The crazy part about it is, in retrospect, community and social acceptance really does steer you different ways. All right? Um, and what I mean by that is when I first meet somebody and they just first meet me and there's no priors, we go But as I moved to different schools in my youth and I knew people already, they will just familiarity. Right? So if I didn't know it, I could hop down to kindergarten or first grade because it's a new school. Mm-hmm. But if I go spend second grade up to fifth with the same chicks, well, we know you feel me I talked somebody else. Now the thing about this this. Even then I remember forget I would do stuff like create these little devices out of cardboard boxes and like make these little like compartments and build things out of Legos and for me bro I think it's just div- divine intervention if you will because I remember playing with Legos like yeah you know what when I figure this thing out I'm going to have a lot of land and I'm only use a small amount of space. I don't need all this extra stuff my cousin and my sister using to play with the toys. I just need a small amount. I'm good with this. And I thought about it then, didn't think anything of it. You know, you a kid. What do you know? But as I progressed, I began to understand this is this, this map. And so this whole thing about not being shy is this. I got tired of being shy. Uh my cousin is very outgoing and the pretty boy, so he's the, the chick magnet. And um what kind of put me in a good space was like, cuz, your time on the way, don't even trip, dog, you know? And uh what happened was this. So i at the learning tree, I, I learned the power of manifestation. Here's what that means. You like a chick, you, you don't know her, she don't know you. As luck have it, you sit next to her or in her space, you get to hear how she sound, what she look like, if you really like her. I didn't like her, <laughs> so I realized hey, man, if I could just figure this thing out before I can avoid stuff like this. What if I really, you know what I'm saying, was pressed on her and like, you know, intentionally like, man, I don't want to talk to her. I don't waste it. Like, now she mad at me. So yeah. what I learned was flip it. So now I got food. I got conversation. It sound kind of crazy when I play it back, but this is how I was thinking. I was shy. I can't talk to a chick off the, off the cuff because I'm nervous, but if I'm sharing food with her, I'm, I'm kind of cool. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So now it's like, now now it's not, hey, how you doing? You know, ooh, ooh, I really like you or, you know, I know she what's cool, I think you're very pretty. I'd love to get to know you. Now it's like, man, you hungry? <laughs> I got some food, man. What's up? <laughs> hey, dog, the more the more I typically the story, bro, I just think back to myself, like, man, bro. But it does probably sound desperate. I don't really care. It happened. And what, he's already progressed. So out of that, I met the chick I was cool with, met a sister. And then sometimes I felt a little flaky about it, but the funny part about it is this. When I got to high school, right, I found myself in conversation with my, co- my my classmates. They said this. I'm on some Starbursts. Just a song, man. Like, if you had some right now, bro, i buy it for you, right? I got a dollar. And I was like, wait a minute. I'm on my uniforms. I got no shoes that I want. I ain't got no cell phone. You feel me? I ain't got no lunch money like that. I gotta wear the same outfits every week. I could make some money. Then, light bulb goes off, go to the store, buy me a bag of Starburst, flip them at five, five cents a piece, go back, flip it again, flip it again, for you know I'm sending chips and juices. Make it $200 a day, you know what I'm saying? Got my classmates working for me, you feel me? For much of high school, made so much money, went on retirement vacation for one year, went back at it, you know what I'm saying? Had ledgers. Uh, um, the teacher that I really liked in elementary school, I ended up, uh, liking her homegirl that worked at the grocery store, her homegirl, see me buying quantity and making my money and pulling wise cash out, I felt a little more confident, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And what I learned was, Glenda having a girlfriend in high school at some point, and this is when I learned perception. They thought I was stealing it. I was buying it at a wholesale price. I learned, I said, okay... If I focus on food, I'm less nervous. If they know I have a product or service, like, it takes the pressure off of me. I ain't gotta be worried about how I look, you know what I'm saying? Because I could just have a medium that makes things easier. Again, sense says urgency. Now, we get to college, this is where things kinda morph into who I am now as a person because everything that I do now, I did in college. Mm-hmm. College was a social experiment and college birth out of probably Craig Richards. Um, so that's how, and then truly two times, because I say truly, truly twice, because I said at a family reunion, now mind you, all of the grandfathers are pastors and deacons. And so when you got a name that's not biblical or that's not out of, you know, what they expect, they question it. So my older uncle, my older cousin I'm like, yeah man, truly, truly, and you know, ears went up he's like, no, it's in the Bible. Now, depending on which translation, it says truly, truly, it says really, really. Now, on the flip side, I learned our man, right, or saying things twice cements the conversation. So if I open and close it truly, and I say it twice, uh, you know, watching the Godfather all through all, all five parts, I'm noticing I wanna be a man that says less because I've learned that I matter, right? Mm. Like so if I matter, how can I be more iconic? I'll say less, I'll say more with one word. And then I could actually manifest things with people and guarantee that guarantee success, but guarantee the 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 likelihood of things going well for people. I feel like we overlook the power of words and for me I'm learning that I'm a, I am an infectious idea. People are always saying truly, right? Um, and what I represent is self-expression. Self-expression is very infectious. If I talk to you once or you see me, you're going to be like, bro, whoa, right? And so just kind of tie it all in. The reason why I stood out when you saw me is because I learned in high school I had to develop the standard and I can stand out if I just reverse it. So if I want to be seen, I'll just wear colors that are bright and get used to it. If I want to have a conversation, I would just wear conversation pieces and it's guaranteed.
0: Mm. No, that, that's fire. That's Because if you're wearing something, they're going to come to you and say, What you're wearing? And you don't even have exactly. to do any of the work. No, no exactly. I, I, I like that. I like that. Um, but you did say when you were growing up in high school, you know, you were flipping things and making money. So how are you taking that to be able to do with your, uh, your clothing brand? Like, like what, what, are you, what are you learning from trying to sell clothes that make you be successful at it?
1: Um, so the thing, th- the thing about me selling clothes, bro, was it was so organic and I had a community already. Um, like right now I'm writing a book called 10 ways to lose money with a clothing brand because I mean, for 10 years I was just winging it, to be honest, cost fair to I got good at it. But one of the things that helped was failures, bro. Failures. Like I sell clothes the way I do because of my failures. Um, all of my mistakes have made me money. Which is why I'm always smiling, because if people knew the the value of mistakes, they would look at all the pitfalls as moments of inspiration. Um, like, bro, I mean, ask
0: me, ask me the question again. No, actually, I want you to expand on that. Talk about the pitfalls of having a fashion business, because people think it's you it know, might be easy to start. They can just go make a design, print out shirts and sell it. Talk about those pitfalls.
1: Yeah, man, so the first thing just to be, just to share my human experience, um, the anxiety. Ah, man, this stuff makes you perspirate like no other. I mean, even me, bro, I've made a great living. And don't get me wrong, I still have two jobs, but I'll get to that later, where I use jobs as funding and not for a lifestyle. Um, Like, I still get nervous with, with, with certain things, but I'm very system heavy, right? Meaning I've either developed principles in myself since I started this brand, or I employ other people to to submit certain tasks to keep systems going. But it's like this okay, cool. Uh, a pitfall would be um, over leveraging, right? Um, saying you can do X, Y, Z, not thinking it's gonna happen. And then when it happens, you shortchange yourself, right? So in the beginning, um, you know, I would commit to something and then have to sweat to find either product sourcing. Uh, find a garment that matches what the client need. The whole time I don't, I you know, I, I charge them $30. I got to go drive and find it from five different stores. Had the material on hand. Give it to them by the end of the day. I've spent more than $30. But I wasn't thinking like that because I just wanted to make the sale. Now, I will say this. I'm pro-college because college was my, was my cheat code. All right? So I started in 2012. I think the week Trayvon Martin got killed uh, or the following week which it sucks to even have this kind of market in my mind but I like what went off like man okay cool uh, you can make some money instead of shirts bro and I, I was like okay cool i make a whole bunch of money right and I could probably like give something back that'd be pretty cool to donate I'm with that and then I noticed when I had the idea I went to the print shop they was like nah we can't do that for you do something simple like a couple of words and we'll send it back to you and be ready. I'm like, okay. So I got pissed off there initially. Now prior to, I had to be going to the mall, I'm a size small, all the sizes get gone. So imagine you don't have any money, you get a refund check, you got $200, you go to the mall, there's nothing to buy with your budget. Other than some Walmart shirts that cost $5. And by that time, you don't wait three months to get the money, they've already worn the stuff that you're trying to buy. <laughs> You know what I mean? So you can't stand out. Yeah. Right? Um, and so anyway, the pitfall now is if I don't know what people are buying or what to wear, I don't even know how to, to, to make money. So my biggest thing first was, and I teach people this in time my, my, my podcast, like go for what you need first. Like, with clothing for me, bro, my safe space that I always make the mistake in is first not listening to my audience even now, the audience will tell you everything. Even if you put up a post on your Instagram stories and only two people respond. If one person answers the survey, right, and the other person don't, that one response is still gold. Okay, what nobody say. You know what I'm saying? And just not paying attention to that cost me. Meaning, for five years, they said, man, just sell me this one design, bro. No other color, just this one design, just like this. Just give me a whole bunch of that. I'm like, nah, bro. I got another design, this one even better, right? That cost me a lot of years. One specific moment, I had a Dodge Calibre that was my sister's car, right? Uh, I had, you know, it's my car now. I went to car master to get it serviced and I'm driving on uh, 7585 to get off downtown. My car just ran hot after oil change and I'm stuck in traffic, so I got a detour to downtown, and it's the Comic Con Parade, so now my car's running hot, stuck in traffic. I don't know what to do. And all I could think about was all that money I just let go out the door because I had undercharged all my friends just to have some money to eat, because I was hungry that day, and I wasn't thinking about the long-term effects. I was thinking about the right now, and if I charge them at the right price, and it's cheap enough, they'll buy it, I have some money. So that hurt the most because I undercharged my friends that if they knew what it meant to me, they, they would've paid more. I can't say it's their fault, it's my fault. That's, that's another pitfall. Undercharging, trying to look trying to look out for people. Like, bro, people have clothing budgets. Even today, bro, I put up a post on my social where I often uh, listen to Dan Locke because I need people that are like-minded like me at a higher level or same level, even lower level to give me those gems of a right now where it's like, bro, You can charge more. You know what I'm saying? Don't even trip. People got the money. And, you know, uh, another pitfall is not believing in your product, right? Not saying nothing. Uh, Not having trackable business. I thought I was being this top-shelf businessman by being cash only. And for much of my business as a clothing designer, I locked myself out of financial leverage because I didn't I didn't translate my handwritten ledgers to financial institutions and or digital banks. And so, you know, now I'm coming out of that, uh, but it, it matters because here's what I learned. Most businesses that aren't like us, they start off with 100,000, either credit, free cash, right? Like, I mean, here, even when I graduated high school and I got some money from the church to like wish me well off to go to college, I did not know what to do with it. I probably did all, I probably all the money away. You know, I'm, just, I'm a kid, i do. 18.
0: Yeah.
1: What else was I gonna do with it? right? And so I feel like being exposed to financial instruments early in life is another pitfall because I spent 10 years bootstrapping it, grassroots, cash heavy, and I could have been established a credit rating with my business could have been had a done number could have been had a 36 day net so uh that and then i think the biggest thing too is like i mean what's darker than not having a mentor is not knowing you need a mentor because i didn't know if you're successful and you're pretty good at it nobody's gonna say somebody's making more money than you they're gonna say make more money right so it's like I'm very intentional because for most of us, we don't even know we that we need more, right? So, you know um, that, and then the same design. Like now, I learned ten years later, same design. So now I don't have any new designs. I, after putting out hundreds, almost maybe uh, maybe five hundred plus designs in the past ten years, bro. You feel I me? Mean? Uh, design for design, like I'm just sticking with like a set five indefinitely. Because as I stated, these luxury brands, if I had been charging $100 per shirt, like I'm doing now, at the gate, I'd be in a better space. If I had had the work my thoughts to just build credit for two years, you know, and know to do that, I would start off with 50 grand and not $5, you feel me? Like, my most people say you don't break even with business to year three. I make money with every sale. Because of how I structure my, my business. But if you don't know that, then you come in think you gotta spend all your money. You're like, nah, bro. Like, sometimes I drop ship, I just charge a whole bunch of money to where it doesn't matter. Like, we think, like, I, I put down a note from my book. Uh, we, we think the price of production is supposed to, like, be a deal breaker. Like, just charge more. Get around rich people, have them wear it. Like, I learned something, it's another thing, too the system. I'll end with this, because I went all the way around the Marbury Bush But The system, here's the system. Everybody follows gorgeous women. I learned this in college. My fashion shows in college, and I'm notoriety that I got in college, bro. If you dress the beautiful women first, everything else falls in place. And then as a clothing designer since college, I made an oath to wear a new shirt every day.
0: Hold Uh, on, hold on. A new shirt every day in college?
1: Every day, every day. If nice. I'm late to class, I'm late to class. But every day, bro. Every day. Gotcha. Now here's the thing. When I graduated college, I had clients now. I mean, it, it wasn't for nothing. Like yeah. I overwork on purpose. Even like now, it's like I, I almost command the attention of clients because of this energy that I've I've recycled. It's almost like you look like somebody that will wear a new shirt every day if you're a fashion designer. I, I believe you, bro. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'll end with this. I'm still the same person that'll give you my shirt, bro. If you're like, like, bro, that jacket's hard, bro. I can't even afford it, bro. But I wear that like jacket, i get to you, like, bro. You have it, bro, I don't care. Wear it, bro, it's cool. I don't, like, because I understand the science of why I'm here. It's, it's not about me. It's, it's about me self-expressing and getting the ideas out. People can't wear orange glasses and wear orange hair. You know what I'm saying, and well, loud colors. And somebody said, man, I could never wear a lime green uh, uh, trench coat like that. I said, "Wow, bro," because I'm loving this. Yeah, if
0: I feel normal,
1: right? So, those are some of the pitfalls with clothing design.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, you did they go different places, but it's just funny how you said you were just gonna give your shirt away. I remember at the event with David Shands, like he was talking to you. I don't know why, but I just felt like he was about to take that jacket off and sell it to him there. I was just like, honestly, that's what I would have done in that situation. I'd be like, oh, you like this jacket? Yeah, alright, well, take it off. I think you was telling him more of like, um, you have to get it made. I would have just took the jacket off I had on and sold that yeah, bad see, boy. Yeah, here's thing.
1: Here's another trick, too. Yeah. So, I'll be honest, bro. I win on perception. Now, uh, Roscoe Dash was the first person to pay me $100 for an outfit, my homeboy. Salute to him. I'm forever grateful because he opened my mind up. Now, uh, I got the skull from a friend that we mutual friends with, my homeboy. You know what I'm saying? My dog Snacks, Rooster Truly. He's like, bro, just make me fly and Skull gonna want something, bro. Don't even worry about it. You see I me? Mean? That's literally what happened. And so, uh, what I learned was, you gotta be able to know what your best is and what's not your best. And the only reason I didn't give him my jacket was because I know the imperfections of my garments. And if I'm if 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 that was the second generation of that said product, I would've g I would get it to him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um perception. So if I know, I can look 90% together if I'm really like 65, 75%. You know what I mean. Now, some would say that's that's dishonest, but I would say not really because if you If the the engine has to match what you are, right? Like I can't look at a half-eaten burger. I can't look at a half-eaten burger and say that's not a whole burger. I just say that burger was once a whole burger, so I can't even disrespect it like that. Like it was a whole actual burger, Mm -hmm. right? So for me, that's why I didn't give give it to him. Um, now here's the difference. Let's fast forward to podcast something. I meet David Omari, and we chop it. Have a a cool convo, and I meet his friends, uh, Aria. Aria, Agoro, uh, Fresh and Fit Dudes. He was like, bro, that jacket is so dope, bro. Like, I said, bro, you can have it, bro. He said, bro, I just love the energy of, of like that energy is so I said, bro, like I'm like, bro, I'm dead serious. This is like the second generation. I, I trust you with this garment because I know what I, I put into it.
0: Yeah.
1: Now, funny story because this is the black one. This was the first one. White one is the second generation. So my whole my whole point is. Like, you, you're very accurate. I was giving him that kind of energy because, I mean, I, I feel you. The trick, though, was this. Because I, I made six figures last year and earned income outside of clothing, right? And I literally spent six figures on education. Um, everything now is like a a double a double sword. Like, on one hand, I was like, yeah, I could have gave it some. On the flip side, I said, man... I got stuff I could have brought with me and just gave to him. Yeah. Right. And so, the thing about doing business for a long period of time, you need to go back to the archives and kind of remember some of your tactics because it worked. Like, if you go to my Instagram on either this page or my clothing brand page, you'll see I would literally walk around campus and hold my shirt up and say, hey, I'm famous. I I'm take a picture. You see I me? Mean? I take a picture. And what I did was I didn't know at the time, but I was growing audience and like. Uh, so many words make me comfortable. A new shirt every time they see me. I'm wearing something new. Taking pictures with people. That's how I got truly Tuesday because uh, my homeboy had a brand called Smaze. Shout out to my dog Co. Uh, he would do Smaze Wednesdays, right? And I chose Tuesday because my brand is Truly, right? So my Instagram name was Truly Tuesday. Then I said, okay, uh, I'm saying Truly Truly all the time. I'm noticing how infectious my name is. I just changed my page two to two times, and it'd be a little better. At first, it was, was True to tr- Tuesday, then Ask Truly, because I do so much. People ask for Truly. Now, True to Two Times, Final an Answer, because that's who I am. And so, uh, yeah, bro, like, it's it's this is really just hard work in the making. Like, I'm talking about since 15.
0: Yeah. And I just want to ask you a question about like your, your networking strategy because um, where are you actually located now you said you were in Atlanta are you located like in the west coast now I live in Cali Cali okay so you're, you live in Cali but I met you in New York and then you went to the podcast summit in, in Miami, Miami I believe so like what is your strategy on networking because that's a lot of traveling to meet you know these important people
1: yeah um the, the, <laughs> so uh I'll tell you a cool story it's kind of summarize the answer uh, My ex-girlfriend, um, when I got out of college, I lost my ex-girlfriend, my cell phone, and my car in the same year I graduated college. Mm. And before we broke up, she was like, yeah, so what you going to do when you, when you graduate? I said, yeah, um, I'm going to travel the world. And she was like, you could get a job. You don't even know where to stay. Like, you ain't got no car. What you doing? Go get a job first. And I ended up doing four years of Essence Fest in New Orleans and going to New York, ultimately, and going, you know, I didn't go outside the country per se, yeah. but I did do what I wanted to do. And I think it just boils down to doing that early on because before she was saying all this, I was flying to California to see wow. her. <laughs> I would leave college in Barron Rouge and fly to California to spend time with her, you know, and have my fun. And it ultimately cost me two years of architecture, which is why I graduated college in seven years. But from that book, bro, it, it just like, being from Atlanta and coming to, to, to Louisiana and then driving between two states, even driving from Barron Rouge to Freeport. Uh, like, again, traveling when I was younger, my mind's already open. Mm. So for me, it's not, why would you? It's more or less like, I kind of want to keep doing this. Um, And then it becomes this. If I understand when I moved to California, I lost all business or most business, right? There's no clients coming in. I mean, to be honest, my clothing brand, I'm in an a R&D phase of my brand Um, I'm not looking for sales. I have made some sales, but I'm not forcing it. Uh, I see as I disconnected from Atlanta and lived in California, right, it flipped. So Atlanta was sales build systems. California is systems build sales. Where in Atlanta if I had one person like, and I post them, I'm going to always get business because I have a network of friends inside this uh, city city line Right So it was easier
0: Yeah
1: Um What'd you ask me
0: Oh no it's fine Um co- Oh so question So why did you move out To Cali then If you had Cause like Atlanta That's like Right now It's booming yeah. what, what, what made you want to Move to Cali
1: I came to California bro Cause In so many words The trap got slow man My clientele Didn't want to pay me I had celebrity clients still was feeling themselves I was charging A decent price mm-hmm. You know Trying to make a living And they were to Feel in my fun way they was getting used to the free work from other aspiring designers, if you will. Yeah. And I respect that. And so I, I built the business in 2015. And my business partner was returning home to be with his family. And um, he said, man, I get your job across and somewhere we'll to stay in the meantime and come out here and work on tobacco because that's what we built. I said, cool. So I did that, dropped everything. Came to California to work on my tobacco company. Mm-hmm. Um, it did well. It made a great impact in the Bay area, COVID happened, things went flat and now I'm rebuilding that. Um, so, you know, I live for these moments because again, I make money off of mistakes and the, the failures is how I know what I'm doing wrong, what I'm doing right. Right. And after COVID I didn't know how to pivot. And so the fun thing about COVID, it brings out a lot of value content from key players, (laughs) And it just morphed into this event thing where, you know what, well, like, man, hold on. I leave Atlanta. These imports come to my city with, with, with respect. People not from my city come to my city and hold events. And I ain't going to events in my city. I'm going. And so that's what happened. Neo did a passive income conference virtual last year in April, I think. And he had, uh, or May, and he had something going on in July. And I was like, man, I could do my birthday week there. He in my city making all this noise about my old job and I can't pull up. Mm-hmm. I'm going. I feel away, right? And signing up for that, I ran into Dave with the uh, Black Equity Con. So, like, even, pr- even before then, I did 2021 with Dave and Jeremy Addison with their podcast challenge, or Jeremy Addison with the public speaker challenge in 2021. So, like, uh, it's like these snowball moments. Mm-hmm. I was already traveling, right? Then I got exposed to what I can do while I'm traveling, right? And then it's urgency where it's like in California, if I got to work 28 days to go enjoy two days around proximity and high value people, it's an even trade. Yeah, yeah. no, that, That's fine. Like, wh- where that's am I going to go that I can afford with what I'm bringing in to go hang around millionaires? And multi-millionaires and billionaires that look just like me that actually want to be around people like me and i don't have to uh, uh hide my potential i don't have to not talk i can bring all my ideas to the forefront and people will be engaging and enthusiastic about what i'm talking about i have to go to these events you know what i'm saying like yeah so that's my 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 rationale behind that.
0: No, no, I, I love that. I love that. Um, it's just funny you talked about um, public speaking, right? And then I did, recently saw you met Les Brown. How how was that? Because he's probably like the the top of the top, of Les Brown, in public speaking.
1: Yeah. So you know, it's a funny story, man. So last year at InvestFest, well, I was home um, and I was at my grandma's house, and I found an old tape of Les Browns. Mm-hmm. Now, I have been listening to Les Brown uh, audio stuff for a couple years now, um, you know, at the workplace. When I found the tape, I said, man, 1989, I was born in 89, it's crazy. So, you know, that was a thought, I put it on Instagram. I made, I think it did like maybe 2,000 views and I probably got paid $10 from IG because IG was doing the gift pay at the time, I was making money with IG rules. Uh, and then fast forward, I see him this year and I tell him the same story, like man, my grandma got tapes of yours. And um, the funny thing about it is this, it's the power of attention. I woke up for the podcast summit with the notion that I would go check in, grab a quick bite to eat, come back, do my hair, right? I the they done my hair, but do my hair, retwist. And then i will come down and, and be, you know, engaged in the uh activities, events, and the sessions. Uh so as life would have it, I go get my badge, I go downstairs, and I'm getting breakfast. And when I sit down, there's a family sitting next to me. He's like, yeah, you should get the buffet because you get more forward. It's not just one item that you, that you, you know, ordered. I was like, nah, that's in my mind. So I go get the food from the buffet and sit down. I'm talking to him. He's like, yeah, man, I'm, uh, I think he's 20. It's my mom right here. i at this event. Who the he Keep He keep mentioning mentor. He says, yeah, I'm 20, I'm public speaker. I'm like, bro, you mean tell me I'm 30 plus and he already a public speaker? Like, I'm qualified. I gotta just make the connections. Because for me, I'm a street preacher. I'm a coach, but not on stage. So my whole thing is to get, get to get to stage to provide outcomes. I'm providing impact socially, social media, but on stage I can provide outcomes. Um, so that's the type of coach I am slash my best speaker. Uh, talking to them, oh, I got my glasses on. I say, uh, that's Les Brown right there. He said, yeah, I've been meaning to go over there trying to get my son to go speak to him. I said, "Now nah, I'm going to walk over there now. Just, now, nah, right now. I walk over there. I said, man, have him go over there, man. And, you know, I was the reason that they went up and, had, and made that connection. Yeah. Now, at the time, this Brown was in town doing a mastermind for the Latino community. So that was a good opportunity to get in on a speaking tip, right? But it wasn't my moment. It was uh, my friend that I met, his moment. For me, like, like, it's as easy as going on stage and pressing record, right? So it's like I had the audience, but I understand I wanna be dedicated to the, the 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 science of it, the practice of it, right? And snowball that into speaking engagements. Why? Because I feel like if it's lifestyle based, I'm not just going off a of won't. Mm-hmm. I won't it's cool, but the science of wanting and following through it's a different framework mm-hmm.
0: No but that, that's dope man I mean Les Brown um, Just like doing this podcast And just studying speakers Like my dad loves Les Brown But actually going back And listen to it His delivery His setup I'm like yo this guy He's I wouldn't say he's before his time But he's He's still relevant now Especially in my life
1: Bro Uh So The lady was sharing with me At one point in time Les Brown was Uh you know, living out of his office, right? Now, the thing is, I'm currently doing the same thing, right? Now, what's dope is this. Imagine living where you want to live, right? You can afford it, but you can't grow. Imagine living where you do business. You can afford it, and now you have a budget to travel, imagine not knowing how to love yourself and playing stepdaddy and wasting your years and not taking action versus not being in a relationship and actually making six figures through abstinence and sobriety. And so the takeaway from someone like me is sense of urgency. How bad do you want to win? You know what I'm saying? Like, my, uh, if you go on my page, one of my pin videos is uh, me and my dog, Wealth. And we're talking about fluff. And I was saying how, like, I've lived the life that I want to live, bro, which is why I'm kind of wise in a sense. I've done it already. And in doing that, I noticed, like, I want it differently now. Meaning, I did the penthouse. I paid all the money for the spot for a year. I didn't like it. It did grow me. And once it stretched me, now I can live in an office and make. The same amount of money or more, and do more with the money, and then now say, okay, cool, I'm about to get a spot a year later. Mm-hmm. Type swag, right? Mm-hmm. Now I'm about to actually automate every facet of business from mm-hmm. uh, YouTube, podcast, social, uh, office, um, uh, most activities. Like the 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 name of the game is automation, bro. Uh, that's the thing that saves me. If you ask me now in closing or whatever time frame we're at right now, if you ask me, man, what's your primary focus right now as an entrepreneur, or as a clothing designer? I would say to automate and reinforce the lifestyle. Here's what I mean. I got two jobs right now that allow me to go anywhere I want to go. For 10 years, whatever the business made was how I ate, meaning I got a slain search to eat food. I got a sling search to go from here to there, right? And what I didn't grasp then was I had this bug in me where I just did not want to work a job, bro, because it was just cringy. Plus, keep it keep it a stack. If you're not an entrepreneur in Atlanta, you're not going to make it. So it was do or die, right? It was do or starve, right? Or settle. I mean, you go back to somebody's house and couch surf and eat one meal a day and be in AC. If that's living, but that's survival. So for me, it's like, first... I'm a celebrity lookalike. So I kind of got to be famous at being me because you're going to think I'm somebody else. That's the first thing. That's a lot for you. <laughs> Second thing, the homeless people dress better than you sometimes. Third thing is it was key to get outside of Atlanta because I got clarity. I was able to escape the party life. I was, I was so comfortable. My family's there. I ain't got to be all that in a bag of chips. I could just be all that. I can't California be all that in a bag of vegan chips. So... Clarity, right? And then, direction. I didn't really want to make six figures of being a millionaire. It sounded cool, but if I could just get by and party, like, why would I need any more money? So I didn't see that type of reality as I came to California where nobody knows me. You not what I... You know you what you tell me you is, right? I don't know you from Instagram. I don't even know you at all. What's your value, right? So then... When COVID happened, it came to time to pivot where it's like, okay, cool. I'm a clothing designer, but like, am I making money from clothes? So 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 what am I doing? Like, am I, is is tobacco making money enough? Like, am I do I now say I'm not an entrepreneur? Do I keep going? And I think about it. When I first started, it was work a job, figure it out, the job finds the, the the dream, and you just build it. And so, like, I teach that in seven confidence, which is why next book 10 ways to, to lose money with calling brand because like social influencers is is a is a key takeaway community or uh, networking events right and then most importantly the belief system like i'm actually about to go do invest fest and have 100 shirts this past podcast summit was the initial beginning of a hundred dollar t-shirts I'm saying. how do you get there confidence how you get confidence you live a life of not being your best self and you get tired of it and the best is urgency so those are some 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 pain points and key points for me
0: no hey man that's good now i definitely enjoyed this interview um do you have any like last minute things you want to tell i know you just gave them a pretty good um, spill but last minute things anything you will talk about your book where they can find you at? What was the last thing you want to say that we didn't we didn't touch this episode?
1: Yeah, man. Um, I really enjoyed the opportunity. Uh, I feel like with combos like these, time stands still. It doesn't even feel like an hour. Uh, most importantly, successcirclebookstore.com. dot com. You can get physical copies of my current printed books online, but you could also get the ebook for ninety cent. Mm. So. Um, I have this theory where, you know, if you could bring in $518,000 per year, what would you spend it on, and how would that impact your life? Now, funny enough, there are 518,000 minutes in a year. Now, with that being said, 90 cents a minute don't sound too bad. <laughs> but the point I'm making is this, information if you need it, just for the confidence, how I made test figures last year, with two jobs, earned income, and still is able to, uh, you know, grow my business and be more of a designer. This book is that. The secrets to my ability to have better time management, higher V A, etc. It's this book here. And then my next book that I have out by InvestFest would be Ten Ways to Lose Money with Clothing Brand. You can find that as well on SuccessOcobookstore dot com. Um my podcast is Monetize your lifestyle truly truly available on all podcasting platforms. Uh key takeaways whatever you need, buy a whole bunch of it, sell the rest. Um, another key takeaway, you have everything you need to win, start how you want to finish. Uh, when I first started, I had $5 t-shirts and then two years later at a hundred dollar outfit. And then nine years later, I got hundred dollar t-shirts. If you can start off with a hundred dollar t-shirts or a good price point from the, from the beginning, that's better. Work two jobs and figure it out. Um, yeah, don't be afraid to gift a valuable product or service to high value individuals, and then you know what I'm saying sell at a premium to everybody else. It's it's just business. It's just the way it goes. Like I went oh t- I'm gonna ask a que- I'm gonna ask a question too. Why did I go luxury? And I don't want to go too over. I think at 54 minutes I'll be I'll be done in two. Uh, I, <laughs> I went luxury because. Like if I made I made sales previously, I sold a hundred dollar hoodie last year, and then a friend of bought two hundred dollar hoodies last year, and I learned something. It don't feel the same. Like after making six figures with earned income, it's like ah, eh, I'm not really prepared to sell no shirts. Like I, I don't need I don't need shirts to survive. So it got to be a good amount of money. Like you know what I'm saying. So with that being said, I got to charge a certain amount. So on my on my website. I do drop ship some things, um, but if I gotta touch it, it's a it's a it's a premium for it. So this jacket is five hundred dollars. You know, if you want it, you want. If you don't, you don't. The long coat's two thousand. Um, and then my out of poverty bleach tees or any shirt for that matter is five hundred dollars. Now I'll sell it face to face for a hundred, just to add value. So you know, don't be afraid to over deliver. But the trick is to have a good price point where it makes sense. So if I'm doing this just for 10 years, I am charged 500. but I get to you at 100, like, I mean, you can't really say no. Yeah. You feel know I me? Mean? Yeah. Um, so there's that. I went luxury because 10 years later, like, what's next? I'm buying luxury garments. Why would I not? I'm in the luxury stores every day, bro. And my stuff is cheaper than theirs, but you can do more with it. A $3,100 Dior jacket ain't hitting on my long coat, bro. I'm just saying. My long coat, two bands. Really, $1,900. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, just seeing that, bro, seeing it. Like, it's like, okay, you know what? No, I'm gonna charge this amount of money. Now, here's the Here's the, here's the thing. It did cost me just months of anxiety. Like, bro, you charge too much, bro. You are going to make no sales. It's like, bro, it's worth it though. I'd rather have value and stand on it than be pressed for sales. Like, don't don't, don't whore yourself out. You're either gonna be the pimp or the whore. It's it's too much. But the point I'm making is, it, it's like, either life is gonna take advantage of you or you got to take advantage of life. And with that being said, this is some culture swag, people that are, are striving designers or they struggle with charging more or making a sale. Like, command the sale and embody the energy of someone that has successful sales. I've been, I've been through so much, I don't really care if you buy or not. I'm going to look fly regardless, which is why it's important to dress yourself and judge the energy from that to know what to sell as a designer versus what you think i want to buy for example if i wear a shirt and say hey man i had to buy that now i know if i promote it but don't wear it it's not the same thing mm-hmm. so boom there you go that's that's some some sauce uh i also offer coaching um success circle network get the link there it's not in my original page link because i need people to be intentional about their transformation mm-hmm. Um coaching is four ninety I do practice congruency so four ninety for this four ninety for that uh you know two thousand for the long coat take 30 days to get made thirty days of coaching two thousand so again as a
0: designer as an entrepreneur,
1: practice congruency because congruency builds confidence
0: Gotcha man I appreciate you coming on my name is Jalon Abrams truly truly I'm truly talented.